The latest Diablo 4 leaks are pointing to an announcement very soon about the release date as well as a beta and more player feedback should be landing this week, the week of the game awards. There's also been some recent feedback about respecting the end game and comparisons to some other games that I would like to discuss with the live audience. Now, I put all of the information right here at the beginning of the video in the form of an update so you don't have to go looking for it. And if you like this kind of content, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss these streams. This is a Reforge update. The latest big Diablo 4 announcement is probably planned for the Game Awards, and it's likely to include a Diablo 4 release date as well as information about the upcoming Diablo 4 open beta. I'll also be looking at some of the comparisons and things said recently for people who have got to play Diablo 4 with respect to the endgame, as well as some thoughts on respecting your character. So according to InsiderGamer.com, InsiderGaming.com, they exclusively reported that Diablo 4 news will be released before the Game Awards on December the 8th, and that there was, I believe, a hands-on embargo that is dropping according to this report. They understand that in the case, over 100 journalists are getting the opportunity to see a behind-the-scenes presentation, as well as getting the opportunity to get hands on with the game it is believed the embargo for the event and the hands-on impressions will lift on december the 7th now keep in mind december the 7th is the wednesday before the game awards game awards are the day after on the 8th now they are pointing to the game awards as something that people should pay attention to rod ferguson invited all of the attendees to watch the game awards as there will be some big announcements now it's believed the announcement will likely be the release date for the game which was previously claimed by xbox era that it would be around april basically hey it's going to be in april 23rd then jez one of the guys that's a part of windows central was one of the other people sort of confirming the release window being around april he clarified that the april release date target date could be a launch window with an eight week variance then the gamer.com weighed in on the potential beta details also coming from Jez Corden from Windows Central. He added to this that he believed that would be announced at the event. Quote, the big announcements are early access to open beta with pre-orders, also a collector's edition with some kind of candle. Not 100% sure what that is. So he's seen something in the way of the collector's edition, but apparently also there will be announcements about getting into the open beta with pre-orders. There's been some recent videos coming out, one very new from Bellular News, doing sort of a breakdown, talking about how world tiers are going to require you to beat a final boss. They didn't want world tiers to just be something that you toggled. And they also said that respecking would be expensive. Now, this is causing some disagreement in the Diablo 4 community because they don't want you just sort of hopping from one build to the next. They want it to be a little bit pricey. It sounded, and this is at least what Bellular thought, that they are wanting you to re-roll gear more than just respecting your character. Something that people do in Diablo 3 is they just sort of hop from one build to the next. 
with that respecking made available. Some people look at respecking as something that is a bit of attention inside of a game. Should you be able to do it all the time? Does that sort of take away from the meaningful nature of choice in your build? Force Gaming recently reacted to player feedback from testers that were saying that the end game, some were saying that it was repetitive and boring. Now, Force Gaming, he pointed out that the advantage to a game like Lost Ark having so much more variety in their endgame. He just sort of listed all the things that Lost Ark has to do in the endgame and compared it to the number of things that are going to be in Diablo 4's endgame. But he was good to point out that, like, listen, they have a backlog of content back to 2018. They just now launched Lost Ark in the West. In my mind, I actually think this is probably the appropriate approach to this. A slow start is better to build on than a mile wide and an inch deep where they just do too much at once it will also help them iterate and build on what works to build a strong foundation as opposed to having all these different things that they sort of have to either rein in cut or get rid of it also leaves just more room for adapting and evolving alongside that feedback that you will get from the community enabling the game to sort of grow and flourish in light of the player feedback as opposed to having to make dramatic changes as they did with Diablo 3. It's going to be more of a adjustment as you go situation. So here's my thoughts. The Diablo 4 window for release is apparently between April and June of 2023, according to leaks. An open beta with pre-orders will be announced alongside the release date at the Game Awards 2022. That's what we're hearing from the leaks. Early playtests are mixed about Endgame, but we will know more from the hands-on that people are going to get. That should be as early as the day before the Game Awards. As always, if you like these short videos, hit subscribe, hit the bell button, check out Reforge Gaming, where I stream live, and I'll see you in the next video. And I'll see the rest of you right now. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you guys for being here for the latest Diablo 4 news, or in this case, Diablo 4 new leaks. Uh, There is a lot coming out about this game, and the worry that I would have is that the release date window is something that they're going to try to force or push too soon. Uh, Everybody obviously wants this game to be very, very good, and that's always the concern, right, is that you have this highly anticipated game, and because it's so highly anticipated, they end up pushing it out before it's ready. Now, the end game feedback that we're hearing from people about Diablo 4 gameplay... It could be a mixture of things. It could be that they're not letting people play literally everything. They're just giving them a sample. It could also be that they're just wanting to mainly get feedback and test out the systems and the interworkings of those systems as opposed to giving somebody like an actual genuine robust endgame experience. So there could be other things that they're wanting to add. In my mind, you would use the seasons for that. You would have like, here's the launch version of the game. Here's the end game of Diablo. And then every season would add something new to that. So the variety would go up, monotony would go down, and then you would sort of feel like the game is always getting a fresh injection every time there's sort of a new season. What's good, Feed? Good to see you in the chat. Playing Callisto and listening. What's good, M. Gene? Can't wait to play Diablo 4. Uh, let's see. If you guys are just tuning in for the day, make sure you're doing all the things. You don't want to be on that top chat. You won't be able to see what everybody is saying. And make sure you go through all of your daily rituals. 
The second segment today will be for members. Let's get the let's get this going here. Let's get this started. There we go. I'm gonna make sure that the members thing is working because I we we uh, this is this is not a real member. There we go. It is. It's working, and uh, should have made it. Let me know if it did make that little sound. Good morning, Murph Dog. How are you? Good morning, Talica. Good to see you. Oh, everyone is uh, feeling well. We're, you know, we're dealing with, thankfully, not us, but everybody we know seems to be down with something. Haven't been asleep yet. Could, uh, couldn't sleep, so I stayed up playing WoW. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people talking about that. What's good, Wolfie? How are you? Good morning, Nar Waffle. How many times that happened in recent history? Well, I mean, I'm curious what you guys think because when I look at an end game, I, I, I honestly, this is, this is, I have a hard time deciding what I think. Because if they build the end game completely out and it's robust and it's got breadth and it's got depth and it's got all this stuff, but then the community lands on it and doesn't like aspects of it or they want certain things turned, you know, different. Hey, I want to go back to this scene just so the first member gifted Chingerings the thing. Thank you, Narwaffle, for doing that. The very, very first gifted member... Is the music playing? Okay, yeah, the music is playing. I was like, what is going on? We, uh... My headphones a little bit too loud there. They act as, like, speakers on my on my table. Left Control Gaming got that first gifted member. Thank you so much, Narwaffle, for starting things off. I'm not sure why it didn't hit. It might just be delayed. Or maybe I was... Li- maybe it was super fast. Maybe it was super fast, and when I went to that other scene, we have that thing on like an automatic timer. It might have overrode it. So sorry about that. You didn't get your little ding. Welcome back in Left Control Gaming. Today we'll be doing Mean Comment Monday for members. That's the segment that we'll be doing during the lunch break. So if you're not a member, you're missing out on those daily segments. What current game do you think has the best end game? Uh, Derek, renewing, let's just call it Diablo. The Diablo. That's a five-month milestone. Thanks, Derek. Yeah, the Diablo. Um, funny enough, Diablo 3 seems to have one of the better and, and, and better designed end games. Now, I think the limitations of the fact that they had to tack that on to the sort of the tail end of the game, you know what I'm saying? Like, they didn't build that game with that in mind. But I actually think that Diablo 3 is, is a really, really solid end game, which that's really what's going to inspire the Diablo 4 end game. Let's go 15 months. Thank you for doing a VIP Rizik and for hitting a 15 month milestone. Welcome back. He says, many more to come. Let's get those likes up. Thank you, Rizik. We get to say mean things to you today. Sweet. I got a list. No. Uh, what current games? Yeah, so in in my mind, when, when I look at the Diablo 3 setup, I'm like, okay, you've got a couple of things in your favor. Number one, you have the regular seasonal injection. Number two, you've created content loops within sort of the existing areas, right? It's like, hey, this is where you're going to go to do this, right? This is where we're going to go to do that. Yeah, it does kind of... Somebody said this morning it looks like Kratos. It is kind of funny. It does look like Kratos. Um, The thumbnail, the picture that I used for the Barbarian, it does look a little bit like Kratos. Good morning, Chris. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm looking for chat here to weigh in on this uh, with endgame design. Would you prefer them to have it completely built out and super, super in-depth and then 
you know, have to make changes as they go? Or would you prefer them to like, no, we've got some of the basics. They've got like four things that you do in the end game. And then those four things are sort of the content loop because that's how they've, that's how they've designed this one. They've not designed it with just the riffs. Um, because if it was just the riffs, then you'd, you'd, you know, you'd, you'd get sick of it. I would imagine Diablo three is good, but Diablo three's end game. You are doing the riffs. You are doing sort of like the, Hey, I'm just going to go out and explore the world. Thanks for jumping back in big mag, big mad mo. That's a 15 month renewal says Lono aim. That is all. Thank you, sir. I mean, according to a report from the gamer Diablo four wants you to play its end game for thousands of hours. Uh, that was earlier this year. Uh, they released a thing about, you know, IGN did a thing with them on testing and live service plans. And they said, this is one of the first times we've tested the end game. After they complete the campaign, you're unleashing the players into a game that hopefully will entertain them for thousands of hours. So that's their goal with the design of this. And the, you know, the end game response to the beta was mixed. A big loop is the seasons also in Diablo, right? Silent Warrior hit 15 months as well, and it's a VIP. Good morning at this point. All I ask is for a game that is semi-polished. That's it, semi-polished. Last few games released for big AAA studios have been subpar at best. Another VIP, another 15 months. Guys, thank you for all the renewals, and thank you for getting started on the member goal already. We already have one new member. We love to see those new members getting into the new content and getting to enjoy all the new segments that we are doing. Taylor made jumping back in on a reforge member plus and that's over half a year if you're not a member currently you can jump in on your own for five bucks and you get a segment with me every day around lunchtime we take a break because i need to eat but we use that time to hang out with members and do member segments we've gotten a really good response people seem to really enjoy and we've been having a lot of fun i just don't want to see another no man's sky effect even though i respect the crap out of that game I mean, I, I don't even know if it's about polished versus semi-polished anymore, Captain Toasty Buns. To me, like, the, the, the games that have been coming out that have run really, really poorly, I, I don't know if that's an indication of, like, early life in the gen. Is, is that something we, you know, we're going to have to come to expect? But it doesn't even feel like we're in, you know, the, the gen. Didn't uh, say my name, Shamelessness. You don't like my new name? Oh, I didn't say your name. Sorry, 15 months from Solemn. I didn't mean to not say your name. Sorry. Uh, when it when it when when I look when I look at a situation when people are saying like it's boring or it's repetitive, I always want to experience that myself because end games by their nature are repetitive. End games by their nature are going to be you doing the same things over and over again. So I need to go experience it for myself because I I felt like they had a good list of things that you would be able to do in the end game you've got pvp you've got nightmare dungeons whispers of the dead Helltide, with more end game content on the way so and it says here that ferguson didn't want to get too specific about diablo 4 seasons as the transition from shipping a game to live service is one of the toughest in the industry but it did say the goal is to release a new season quarterly he wants a little wee- leeway in this schedule for now to make sure diablo 4 launches in a good place so that starts to sound like a halo infinite scenario scenario to me now you're talking about like, yeah, we might not actually even have seasons every quarter. He wants leeway on that schedule. Well, if he wants a little leeway on the schedule of you're going to ship the live service version of the game, you're going to start having quarterly new seasons. To me, it's like, 
that's the bare minimum for a live service game like well maybe not the bare minimum live service games don't need to do seasons but you need to be doing something i would imagine at least once a quarter the season one does not need to start for some time they're gonna hopefully have well yeah i mean i guess that's true you could have your diablo 4 release date everybody kind of gets in and enjoys the content and then season one could start you know a, a while after that what two or three weeks later and then you could have your season two bumped out from there you just can't do what if you do what halo infinite did you're you're setting yourself up for failure yo what's good hex you're setting yourself up for failure. I mean, if that if that's their approach, right? If the approach is, yeah, we need a little bit of leeway. We need to make sure Diablo 4 launches in a good place. And so you wait six months for that season to roll over. I, I don't know. I think that's, that's going to be a big, big problem for your live service game. I think under promise is better than disappointing. I'm saying release a finished product. Yes, DLCs or add-ons are great. Yes, patches and fixes are appreciated. But for the love of sanity, put out a finished game. I think the challenge with saying just put out a finished game for a game like Diablo 4 is it's not as simple as being like, here's a great campaign, see you later. It's this is the foundation for an ongoing game. It's not going to feel the same as when you played through I'm trying to think of a good example and all I can think of is the, the, the recent single player games that have come out like God of War or Horizon Forbidden West those games come out and it's a single package and you, you, you play through it right that's not what Diablo 4 is intending to do Diablo 4 is intending for you to literally get your character through the main bulk of the game hit level 100 you're done with the Diablo 4 campaign and now all the other stuff starts to happen. Well, now you're grinding. Now you're running Endgame. You're running a dungeon. You're running a nightmare version of that dungeon. Like Diablo 4 nightmare dungeons are basically, you know, things you've already played, but now at a harder difficulty. And then you've got Whispers of the Dead. You've got Helltide. You've got all these other things you can do. Not only that, you've got PvP. You've got, you know, I'm assuming people are going to want to run PvP. That I, I, I've never been drawn to PvP in games like this, but there are a lot of people that pour hours and hours into an RPG like this. They loot up, they min-max, they find some meta build guide somewhere, and they use that as their... Uh, what is this? Oh, that's spam. Um, they use that as their, you know like that's their playground you know pvp is the playground of many so as long as you don't put a halo infinite or worse anthem oh put out a halo infinite or worse i'm good says j murph thanks for using that coffee command jasperfication guys get your coffee orders in i will have the frickmas bags in my possession on wednesday now i'll be out of town thursday friday Uh, and I'll be back next week on Wednesday, so I'm not going to be gone for nearly as long this time. You're just going to miss me two days this week and two days next week. We're doing like an early Christmas uh, with my wife's family, and that way we'll be able to be here for Christmas. So I will be gone Thursday, Friday this week, and then uh, Monday, Tuesday next week. But we will ship all of the Frickmas before we leave. All right, so it'll it's getting to my house on Wednesday. Like we couldn't have timed this any more, like by the narrow margin of like, oh my gosh. So that's when it'll be here. Ugh. 
That's a long time to be gone for milk, Dad. <laughs> Thanks for using the glasses, Command Chris. Guys, don't forget we are back with Gamer Advantage. I was I thought we were gonna go absolutely bonkers and celebrate. I think a lot of the people from two years ago or d- that were aware of everything. I don't I just don't know if those folks are around anymore. I, I thought people were gonna storm the castle. Uh, and celebrate that we're back with Gamer Advantage. So I appreciate everybody who has used uh, the Gamer Advantage code over there. Thank you for doing that. Greatly appreciate that support. And thank you to everybody who's been supporting the LEGO channel. Holy moly, that channel is off to an amazing start. Uh, If you're just tuning in, we're discussing the latest Diablo 4 new leaks. There will be apparently a Diablo 4 release date announced this week at the Game Awards. But prior to that, there is going to be an embargo that drops on the 7th, and we're going to hear more about Diablo 4 gameplay. People that got to have a hands-on experience, people that got to play it and take a peek. Now, something we've been discussing this morning is the end game because some of the feedback on the end game has been a little mixed. There are people that think that it's, you know, kind of boring and repetitive. You know, Force Gaming... He had a good video. I was going to react to it. I ended up not reacting to it. I just watched it for information. Um, And he basically was adding up all the things that you could do in, like, Lost Ark's Endgame. And at first I was like, man, this is really unfair. Like, they, they, they have a massive advantage. The game came out in 2018 and... You know, they, ju- they just now, you know, came to the West. And he finally made mention of that later in the video. And I was like, okay, uh, at least he said that. It's like, well, they had a huge advantage. Like, they came over to the West, and they've got four years of backlogged content. And it allowed them to push it out in a quicker rhythm. It allowed them to already have things loaded into the hopper and ready to go. So, you know, Diablo's not going to have that luxury, which I'm okay with. I would rather them build a really good foundation and I think the way you build a good foundation is I don't think you want to go too broad. I don't think you want too much variety. If the Diablo 4 endgame launched with twice as many activities, so instead of it just being PvP, Nightmare Dungeons, Whispers of the Dead, and Helltide, four things. If it launched with eight things, that doesn't automatically mean that those things are better. That also doesn't mean that the gameplay and the endgame is also going to be better. It could be worse. Because they, they, they split up the teams too much. They diluted the substance. There's a lot of things I believe that can happen when you just go for breadth with no depth. I think breadth is always a... It's it's almost the, the enemy of depth. The, the broader you go in scope, the harder it's going to be to have really deep, meaningful systems and experiences. I really want there to be a healthy amount of endgame build diversity. One thing Diablo 3 suffers from is that high-level rifts, there's very limited amount of gear sets that are viable. One thing that came out from the Bellular News video, he put out a video talking about how, <clears throat> excuse me, they're saying that they want they want respecking to be expensive. And he highlighted something from the way that respecking currently sort of shows up in Diablo 3. And I'm not experienced enough to comment. Like, I played Diablo 3 seasons with my wife very casually on the uh, on the couch. And the thing that kind of drove me crazy was how many things they wanted you to do solo. I was like, I don't understand. It's an online multiplayer game live service. And half the things you want me to do for the season, you want me to do by myself? It's like, I want to play with my wife. I don't want to split up. And so we stopped doing it. We literally stopped doing seasonal characters. I think the second time we loaded in, it did it again. 
Like, we got so far on the dial of chapters and things to do, all of a sudden all the solo stuff started popping up, and I was like, yeah, that's that's my clue to get out of here. So, I, I'm not super familiar with the with the respec, but it sounds like what this is what Bellular was basically saying. People get the gear set, that green gear set, and they just, like, respec their character around it. And they don't want people sort of doing that, almost like hopping from one build to another. And one of the things I was going to ask you guys about, chat is just, we are not, I I don't know if, if YouTube's having trouble or what, but I am trying to stoke the fires here. What are your thoughts on their attempts to curb respecking? Because I'm torn on this, right? If you have too much respecking, it's a problem. It's like nothing is meaningful. Your build is sort of chameleon-like. You're always changing your build. You can always swap things around, right? But also, if it's too constrained, people are going to feel annoyed. They're going to be like, well, I thought I wanted to play this way, and now I don't. I would like to respec. I would like to change some things. And... I don't know how you land in a happy medium there. It sounded to me like what they were going to do is they were going to make respecking get more expensive as time went on, right? Like as time goes on, it's just going to get harder and harder for you to respec. So as you drill down and as you commit more to your build, you're not going to be able to just, oh yeah, I want to completely change my build. It's going to be extremely expensive. Yeah, respecking your character, Eugene... The way that Bellular read it, he said, it sounds like they want you to re-roll gear to suit your build. They want you to do that more than just respecting your character. And I remember doing that in Elden Ring. I remember doing that in Elden Ring, and you had to have those things to do it, and it, you know, it was a little bit convoluted. Character respect should be semi-free. Yeah, see, they're taking a completely different approach. They're saying, no, we don't want respecting respecting your character. They don't want it to be super easy. They want it to be expensive and to get more expensive as time goes on. Because I think in their mind, ideally, as you play and as you sort of, you know, get your character scoped, you shouldn't, you, you shouldn't need to respect. You, you should you should sort of be committed to your build at the at that point because like well I committed to this style or this type of play <clears throat> because if not again and then this is the way that Bellular described it he said that the way that people approach Diablo 3 right now they didn't want Diablo 4 endgame to be like that where it's just like oh there's a new set out I want to use that set <clears throat> use me and they respect their entire character around that set sounds like they want to force people to have multiple characters he seemed to think that they wanted you to re-roll the gear more than your character immortals only let you respec once a week it's on a cooldown do people have multiple characters well what Eugene is saying is where my mind went right are they just trying to get people to make multiple characters yo my man Zen gifting five members to the community I hope they pop up thank you so much for doing that Zen Mr. Night Sings Quantum Apothean Spriggle Morgan Freewin I love that name Morgan Freewin 
and Jeff Warner. There they go. There they go. You guys all just got members pushing us a little bit closer to that daily member goal. Thank you so much. That is that is six out of the 15. That is awesome. We've been blasting through those member goals. That is super generous. Zen, thank you. Everybody that just got a gifted member, make sure you... Not all of them popped up, though. Only one did. Yeah, something's going on with the alerts. I'm not quite sure what the issue is. Let me go to the actual dashboard yeah I'm seeing it is like Mr. Knight Sings is just stuck there hang on let me refresh the whole thing um it might it might just need a new a new thing let me let me emulate one there we go I mean that's not anybody here but we'll we'll uh we'll see yeah, it's only showing on my dashboard that Mr. Night Sings renewed. The rest of you aren't counting. That's super weird. Newtonian renewed their membership. That's half a year, and that hit the alerts. Sometimes the renewals don't hit the alerts. It's super confusing. Uh, anyway. Respecking in games, says Rogue, uh, like this, are super important to the player. Builds change and metas change. Locking into one playstyle seems like they are going to either lock it behind a paywall or grind walls, says Rogue Necro. Like I said, I'm torn on it. I'm torn on it because if it's too easy, I just think it makes it less meaningful. It's like you're just a chameleon. Like you're saying, metas change. You're like, oh, this is the new approach. This is the new build. That's it. Time for me to change. Time for me to respec. And you change. And then, you know, a month goes by and you change again. Now, I don't know if this won't be as big of a deal because if you're creating, like, seasonal characters, those seasonal characters, well, I mean, they'll, they'll have all new everything, right? You'll be you'll be kind of grinding a new thing. Or are you going to be more committed to your main character and want to take that main character into a new Diablo 4 season? Phantom Phoenix says, They wanted to have it closer to D2 instead of Diablo 3. They want your choices to matter when choosing what build to use instead of you having all your skill and your build is based solely on gear. <clears throat> if it's a paywall, people will riot. I don't think I don't think it's going to be a paywall. No. Your name is Lono? I mean, I go by Lono. That's not my birth name. I felt like being able to respect shouldn't be a thing. Build a character and commit to that build makes the person's point distribution mean so much more. The respect in Diablo 4 is just a sinkhole for hardcore players' gold. That's what it's kind of sounding like, Paul. It's going to be expensive. Having a huge grindy game where you grind the grinding into even grindier bits and making respects impossible or too expensive seems to me to be unnecessarily punitive. For blank's sake, let's have fun people need to understand how to commit to a build there should be a high respec cost so it sounds like chat's having a bit of a disagreement on this when we don't have a consensus some are saying it should be expensive eugene said it should basically be free does anyone know how many builds there will be as a baseline because what five to six classes with uh multiple builds high respec cost sounds awful Lono and gray sweatpants my eyes up here yeah, I'm wearing my, my gray Adidas today instead of the black. I'm okay with them making it cost resources, says Rogue. As long as it's in the game, Elden Ring did it best. You have to pay a larval tier every time. Let the player respec once a week for free and cost gold if you do it more, says Paul. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of like the idea of being like, listen, if you want to do it, that's fine. It's going to be cheap or free once a week, you know, and then you want to keep doing it. You want to hop around every dadgum day? No, that's going to cost. That's going to cost some gold. You know what I'm saying? In-game cost of respec. Absolutely. No argument against that for me. Eugene says character respec shouldn't be expensive. You aren't chasing characters, but gear respec should be expensive. The game is about chasing gear. What I've heard today is backwards. So you, I'm trying to understand your logic. So because we're chasing gear, we should the respecing that should be expensive. But since we're not chasing characters, respecting your character should be very easy. Yeah, see, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of on both sides of this because it's like, well, yes, if I'm chasing gear and it can invalidate loot chase, if I can just find something and be like, oh, this is really good. Like, they're going to let you yank legendary perks or something off of your gear in this game. You're going to be like, oh, this axe has this thing. I'm yanking this off of here. I'm going to put it over here. There's going to be a, a, a large amount of build crafting in the game, like be, do, setting things up exactly how you want from the way that it's being described. I think that's fine considering you have builds uh, that are great for early game and builds good for late game. People should be able to fix their builds, says Ashen. Phantom says, Respec is a gold sink. I have hordes of gold in Diablo 3 with nothing to spend it on. Yo, good morning, Train. How are you? If it's really easy to respec, wouldn't it devalue loot to a degree? Right, you could look at this from both ends of the telescope. Like, if I can just keep respecing my character every time something drops, and I'm like, well, this is better. I'm going to respec my character around this, or you get some armor set or something. Well, now you're just able to orient the character around the loot. And it sounded to me like they wanted to feel more like you're orienting the loot around the character. Like, you've committed to this build. This is your approach to the game. If you want to respec, you can, but it's going to get more expensive the longer you play. It's not It's not going to be some cheap, chintzy thing. You get all the way to the end game, and you want to completely respec your character, they're going to make it cost. They're not going to make it easy. But what they did, from again, this is just from what I'm hearing from the different reports and the different things and the articles that people have been reading, they are going for more of a, you respec the loot, you re-roll the loot, sort of around your character. They want loot pursuit and re-rolling of loot to primarily be that content loot, that driver. 100% it should feel good to find the right item, not swap your character every time you find anything. Do people feel like Diablo 3 loot was devalued? Bellular gave that indication that there are people that think that. Like, oh, a new set's coming out, and you just respec your character around that set. Morning, Lona. Hope your Thanksgiving weekend was good. Thank you, Pure Lysian. I appreciate that. Hardcore and dedicated players won't be impacted. Lock Ray down, jumping back in as a Reforge member. Thank you so much. We've already had some gifted members today. We're at 6 out of 15 on the goal. Thank you. And Lock Ray down, thanks for jumping back in and keeping that streak alive. Hardcore and dedicated uh, players won't be impacted. This sounds like a system that will only hurt players it's not aimed at. Yeah, like the yeah, because hardcore and dedicated players are are typically in a position of wealth. They're like, well, I have tons of money. I I'll, I'm fine, right? They're like, I don't care. What's good, Lido? 
Guys, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about the Diablo 4 new leaks. There apparently will be a Diablo 4 release date announced this week at the Game Awards. But the day before that, there is going to be Diablo 4 hands-on gameplay that we will get to hear about. An embargo is dropping in two days, and they're going to be like basically saying, hey, this was our experience, this is everything that happened. And then they're going to announce that release date. Now, along with this release date is apparently a Diablo 4 open beta that you will be able to play if you pre-order the game. So that's what we're talking about this morning. Jump into the discussion. We're discussing respecking an endgame. How easy should respecking your character be? Make sure you're going through all the ritualistic things if you just got here. I think it's harder to respect. We could see more build... Oh, with it being harder to respect, you could see more build diversity if the devs show support to all builds in-game. Yeah, I mean, in general, I feel like their their approach to this is going to be hotly debated, right? Because, let's see, let's see if there's a good article um, on respec. Right here, according to thegamer.com, this is last year, Diablo 4 skill trees will be expensive to respec, pushing players to invest heavily in their characters this is actually old news but it's being revisited as people are sort of giving their own opinions and their own feelings about uh the end game they did not provide more information uh so how we can only guess what significant investment means it appears blizzard is taking a more conservative approach in diablo 4 as you'll be able to change skills an unlimited number of times but there will be a cost associated with this as you level up the effort and cost required to respec will increase and in the end game this will quote require a significant investment to appropriately match the time and effort you've put into defining your character so they're they're wanting it to feel like if listen if you're gonna respec at that level you're 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 kind of rebuilding the character. Since the new direction appears to be forcing meaningful choices for skill trees that cannot easily be undone, Blizzard is trying to group related skill nodes into nearby clusters. This means that you should be able to invest in an area and logically see the best most related skill choices rather than having to hunt and peck across the page to find the best skill. There's bound to be balancing once the game is released. Uh, Blizzard describes the design philosophy by stating that, quote, we want choices to matter and characters to feel different from each other, not just one click away from being identical to all others. I don't know. I feel like that's fair pushback. That's fair pushback. You need to make these choices and it they, they need to be meaningful. And if you like, you don't want to be like, oh, I found a wiki guide. Time to change my build. Oh, so-and-so released a video. I, you know, click, click, click. Yep. Now I've got the meta build and then everybody else with a barbarians doing the same thing. Does that make sense? Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm anxious to see how it plays out because it's not that they're saying no. They're not saying, no, you can't respec. They're saying it's going to take a significant amount of investment to do that. Because if not, you just end up with this sort of diluted and meaningless thing where everybody's just going meta build, meta build, meta build. It's easy to switch to a meta build when it doesn't cost anything. Now, somebody might say, you're not going to be able to switch to a meta build. You'd have to go get the right loot. You'd have to get the go right. You have to get the right gear sets and the right things. Well, okay, then 
if that's the case, there that's a fair pushback, right? I don't know. It's hard because I, we don't quite understand how the skill trees interact with the gear just yet. But again, I tend to agree with the principle of you can just click your one click away from having a meta build. It's an excuse to charge real world money for respects. That's not going to be in the game. Good morning. Uh, have they said if elective skills are still a thing? Allowing elective made by... Oh, I don't know. They've not talked about that. Yeah, no. That significant investment only impacts people that will put the game down before grinding more to just change a character they messed up. Yeah, but I would imagine they said that's in the end game, Eugene. The significant investment is once you get to the end game. If you get all the way to level 100 and you're like, oh, I messed my character up. Well, then I, you, you're just a bad player. Like, you see what I'm saying? It's not going to be that expensive as you're playing through the game. You're tweaking things and you're trying things out. But when you get to the end game and you're level 100 and you're like, yeah, I completely messed my character up. What were you doing? You were were you were asleep at the wheel. What were you were you built? Were you trying anything? Were you changing anything? Were you experimenting? Did you swap anything around, or did you just keep you know just drilling down into a tree that didn't make any sense for how you wanted to play? They didn't say it wouldn't be in the game. Where do they say you can't spend uh, real money to respec? They said there was a whole monetization post that they put out and they made it very very clear that the only things you'll be able to buy in this game is cosmetic stuff it's gonna be hard to convince me that limiting player freedom is for the good of the game limiting player freedom is for the good of the game and they do it all of the time i don't need to convince you of it it's a fact you have to limit player freedom or games don't flourish like it's it's an axiom of game design protecting players from themselves and having guardrails and limitations on what a player can do is part and parcel to a healthy content loop that keeps you coming back if i don't protect you from yourself and i'm designing a game and you can take every shortcut you can take every quick route you can dilute the game into basically optimized zero fun then your time in the game will be short and your enjoyment of the game will be low there's a there's a science behind content loop design you cannot simply let players do whatever they want that is that is simply untrue you must limit player freedom you need player choices to feel meaningful and impactful so they don't feel as if they're going through a point and click adventure that everybody else is having there needs to be this illusion of the choice i made is unique to me and my experience and it's having a positive or negative impact on my gameplay experience This system does kind of seem like it will just turn into metagaming. How? Slight pushback. In Diablo 3, I had 3,000 hours on just my monk. I and other theory crafted constantly, so it wasn't like that. However, in Path of Exile, because you can't respect, people follow guides religiously. Right, but what you're saying happens in, a, in an environment where you can just immediately respect. Kage, do you honestly expect me to believe that if they just open the floodgates and they're like, yeah, you can respect any time for zero dollars? That's all people are going to do. They're going to go to a guide and be like, oh, here we go. Click, 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 click. I did that in Outriders. I got tired of my guy not feeling strong. 
I found a guide and I went in and I clicked all the boxes that the guide told me to choose. People that are going to wiki warrior are going to wiki warrior no matter what you do. I think making it more meaningful to be like, no, I came up with this build. I've tweaked a couple of things along the way and I've re-rolled some gear to make it fit my build. Given the opportunity, players will optimize the fun out of a game and therefore one of the responsibilities of designers is to protect the player from themselves. That's exactly right. Isn't that the guy that was behind Diablo Loot 2.0? Callisto Protocol sucks. I mean, we're not talking about that. So, the idea that devs have to protect me from myself in the game uh, of in, of engagement mystifies me. Needless grind, time sinks, turn me off faster than anything. Let me have freedom. Right, but you're assuming that that's what this is going to turn into. Right? What's good, M-Man June? You, we can't assume that. Just because they're taking one element of the game and they're saying, listen, this is not going to be some easy click of a button thing. This is going to be a significant time investment if you want to respec your character, dot, 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 in the end game. They're not saying like, hey, you're a level 30 and you really thought you were going to enjoy double axes and you don't. You want to play greatsword and respecking will help. Well, it's going to be impossible or super expensive. They're not saying that. They're not saying that at all. It's like when you get to the end game and you want to completely respec your character, it can't just be the push of a button. Their philosophy is it should be a significant investment because you've significantly invested in the character up to that point. If you get all the way to level 100 and you have everything structured in a certain way around a certain build type and you're crushing skulls and you're cracking bones and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, there's a new build guide that came out that's completely different. I want to switch to it. And you just click and ding, 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 ding. You just completely change everything like that. That completely undercuts all of the investment in that character up to that point. They're wanting it to feel like, no, if you're going to do that, it needs to be represented by investment. It needs to feel meaningful to change your entire build in the end game. But at least you have the option to try new things. If it's even more reason, then they will follow content creators and top players for fear of messing up. Nice shirt, Reforge, anyway. Diablo 4 leaks worry me. What about the leaks worry you? There were people providing feedback on the end game. Hey, 15 minutes ago, somebody ordered a dark roast. Thank you, Vinny Vaughn, for ordering that dark roast. You the best. Appreciate you so, so much. The problem with... Hang on. Devs limit player freedom in many ways in every game, says Solemn. Players always need to be protected from themselves. Corey says, The problem with build diversity is that certain skills are more effective than others. As long as certain skills are better than others, the meta build will always be the way people play the game. Jay says, get rid of respecking. Just build a new character and play the game again. Well, I don't know about that. Jolly good show. Yo, what's good, Lufi? Thanks for being here. Guys, do all of the things. If you're a member, maybe spam some Lono Dope emotes. That's a great reminder to people on ways they can support the channel. A game that is super dependent on builds, Derek says, it only makes sense for a reasonable way to respec. Sure, make it cost in-game resources, but impossible or real money or start over? Nope, I'd quit first. Yeah, all they've said is significant in it should it'll be a significant investment. Where is the wording? Right here. 
They said it'll require a significant investment to appropriately match the time and effort you've put into defining your character. That's all they've said. I've seen rumors that the respec will cost enough gold that you won't be able to do it daily, but maybe once a week or two. See, and that's totally fine, Phantom Phoenix. Like, you have to understand the type of player you're talking about. You're talking about somebody who is playing so much and they're so tuned in that they're looking at guides and they're looking at, oh, how can I play this game to the absolute maximum? And I would imagine somebody like that's probably playing almost every day. And if you're playing almost every day, they're going to make it cost a certain amount of gold. And you're getting gold rhythmically enough that once once or twice a week you can respec your character. That's totally fine. But if you're literally going in and it's like randomizing a character in a character creator, you're like, let me try this. Let me try that. Let me try this. Well, no, that's antithetical to meaningful build choices in build crafting. You're just making it you know, a flavor of the week build. Like, oh, I'll try this. I'll try that. I'll try this. I'll try that. Oh, this guy's got a guide and that guy's got a guide. I, I think that cheapens the entire thing. It shouldn't feel like you can just do that that easily. What about experimenting with builds? I want to see what works best for me. And if I put a ton of hours in to see what I believe is my optimal build, uh, it might turn me off or away from the game. Right, and I understand that, Silent Warrior. Like, if you get all the way to the end game and you really thought you were crushing everything, you're like, this is great, and then your buddy rolls in the game is like, no, 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 bro, no. This is the way you play Barbarian in the end game. And he shows you, right? He shows you. He goes in and he plays a nightmare dungeon with you, and he's busting everything up. You can still respec. You can. You're not stuck. They just want it to be a meaningful investment. They don't want you to be like, cool, and you click a bunch of buttons and you're different now. You didn't build into that. You just clicked a bunch of buttons. Do do, do you see the problem? Like, mentally, there's a psychological issue here, too, that we're not considering. When you do that, you didn't earn your way to it. You just clicked all the buttons. Think of it this way. Imagine right now you go to play a game and they drop you into the end game immediately and you've got 50 skill points you can spend and you spend them all and you play for 20 or 30 minutes and you don't like it and you reallocate them and you spend them again. What I think would happen in a, at, a, at a psychological level is there would be a dissonance between your attachments to a build and and how you got there because you didn't earn it you just clicked a bunch of buttons and tried out a build you've got no attachment to it you've not spent hours swinging double axes you've not spent hours swinging a great sword and and trying out different things as you level up and progress we all love those early level up dings that first playthrough why because every time you get that little level up ding you've got something new to try you've got a point to spend every time loot drops there's the opportunity of it changing and impacting the way the game flows and if you get all the way to the end game and you're like bro i can change my build every day i just push this button and i try out another build that 100% cheapens it because you didn't do anything to earn it. You just pushed a button and switched everything. Now, you might push back and say, well, hang on, though, Lono. If I change my entire spec, I'm going to need new loot, am I not? What if I find some really good gear and I want to spec around that gear and change my build? I think 
the way they're setting it up, they want that to be a difficult decision. They don't want you to be in the end game and be like, oh, a great sword. I'm going to try that. Click a button, respect your character. There's nothing meaningful attached to that. It, it, there's absolutely nothing behind that decision feels impactful. It's like, yeah, I just pushed a button, I tried it out. But if you get that great sword and you look at the perks and you look at the way it would fold into a build and how it might complement some armor that you you you've been thinking about trying and you decide to pull the trigger, they need they want that to be a meaningful choice. Why? Because number one, you would spend more time with that build than five minutes. You might be like, well, I just spent a lot of money. I just spent a lot of time doing this. I'm going to try this out. I'm not understanding why it cheapens. Not disagreeing, but I don't play Diablo, so I don't understand. And then K. Billy says, why does it cheapen it? I just attempted to show you and argue why I think it cheapens the choice because you didn't earn it. You didn't work toward it. You just got to the end game, looked up a wiki guide, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to change my whole build with the press of a button. And now I'm now I'm meta. Now I'm God tier. You see what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing meaningful behind that. At the very least, now, you hear about a build from your friend, or you see a build guide for Diablo 4 Endgame, well, you gotta work toward it now. Yeah, man, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna take some investment. If you wanna completely change how your character plays, just find good gear for your build. Not every piece of loot should be useful. Trade or sell what you can't use. This all, see, I'm so glad you made that point. In a loot-based game, In a loot-based game, your pursuance of loot is going to be guided by something. And if you can respec all the time, that removes the need to filter or have any guidance. It's just like, well, this is a really good piece of loot. I can respec my character around it and try it out. Instead of being like, I've specced into this. This is the type of character I'm building. And that gives you a loot sifter. You're going to sift through the loot and say, I want this, this, and not that. This is nothing for me. This is nothing for what I'm doing right now. This is, it makes loot, you're creating your own arbitrary hierarchies within the loot table, which makes loot drops and loot pursuance more meaningful. If I can quite literally respec at any time for zero cost and it's super easy, then all loot is potentially viable. All loot is suddenly potentially good, which I think flattens out the loot table, ironically enough. Well, everything could be potentially good. Everything could be potentially build-changing. No, you're looking for specific things. Some of my favorite times in any loot pursuance games that I have ever played, whether it was Borderlands or Destiny, it was when I knew what I wanted, and I went until I got it. Remember when re-rolling came the destiny why was it a problem because instead of going and experiencing the psychological impact of a drop and the chance not it the drop and the chance not it there's a reason that's addicting right it's like ding this one might be the one well if you just re-roll you're not pursuing loot you're pressing a button i believe the same rule applies to respecting instead of saying it's the end game i played for how many hours I've got this build that I am working on and I'm out here pursuing loot. You're flipping that on its head and you're saying, well, yeah, I can just change my build anytime I want for nothing. So whenever loot drops, you're just constantly throwing it somewhere and saving it. And they're like, well, I'll just respec and try all that stuff out. 
You're not you're not seeking out and combing over the loot table and saying this will be great for my build. This will be great for my playstyle. Anything goes at that point. It's 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 there's no guardrails anymore. Destiny let you change your character freely. Did that negatively impact your gear drops? Because the gear, no, that's that's a that's that's a that's a poor analogy and a poor comparison. And you know this as a Destiny player. The skill trees in that game are not intrinsically linked to the weapons the way they are in Diablo. The way that your skill tree and the way that your your specs in Diablo directly impact weapon usage is a completely different system. So that that's that's a that's a non-functioning parallel. The systems themselves are not the same at all. Changing my grenade type, my jump type, or whether or not my Nova bomb splits in three, that has no impact on the guns that I find. None whatsoever. The only thing that you might be able to say is there were a couple of melees that paired better with like shotgun rushing, but outside of that, you being able to respec all the time in that did not have an impact on your, you know, on your on your gun. Yo, good morning, Christina. Now, Morgan Freewin's going to push back on what I'm saying. He's saying the way Diablo 3 allowed respec was perhaps one of the best implementations of re-rolling. We get permitted to change one thing on the gear to allow the game to be slightly less grindy. Oh, okay, so there's a difference between re-rolling and respec. Respec refers to the character. Re-rolling refers to the gear. Well, the trees are way more complex now, and yes, your trees impact your guns if your guns have uh, the correct perks. I don't want to talk about that game. So let's move on from that. I, I don't want to. I don't want to talk about like those comparisons. We can talk big picture. We can talk grind. You know, re-rolling certain things on Diablo has more in common with division anyway because you can actually go onto specific pieces of gear and say, I I want to re-roll that perk. I don't like that perk and re-roll it to 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 soften some of the grind. And re-rolling is going to be in this game, Morgan Freewin. As far as I can tell, this was at least Bellular's observation. Bellular's observation was, listen, if 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 you're going to change your build late game, you're going to do it through re-rolling gear, right? And that's going to be how you do it. Division lets you freely change your character stats. I mean, this game is going to let you change your stuff. It just requires investment. Like, I feel like we're running a false narrative. We're creating this this dichotomy where you either let me do it for free or you're basically not letting me do it. And I don't think that's a fair representation of what we have heard. They say that it will require a significant investment to appropriately match the time and effort you've put into defining your character. That's all they've said. And so I don't think we can be like, well, nah, yeah, they're basically not letting me do it. I'm going to point to games that don't, it doesn't cost anything to do and be like, yeah, this is the, this is the best way to do it. We, we, again, we don't know the impact this is going to have on the content loop because if it drives you down a path of more loot pursuance and then loot, loot refinement to fit your build that is a perfectly good system. Not every system needs to be like, no, bro, these games did it this way, so so should you. I, I don't agree with that. In, in, in principle, I think you could say many games diverge on this and don't. there's not like one way to do it. 
I think escalating costs is a good system. Your flexibility decreases as your ability to make an informed choice increases. That's exactly what Belliller said in his video, that the farther you go, the more costly it becomes. It costs like 40 million gold at the moment at level 100 to respec. Uh, I don't want to break. Okay, I'm not, I'm not going to say who said that. That's, that's like four days of play. So it sounds like it's a once a week thing. Like if you're playing regularly, you'll have enough gold to respec your character around once a week. I don't know. I I would say the target should be twice a week. Once a week sounds low to me. It sounds like it's on the low end. If you're regularly playing, if you're a committed player, if you're playing this as it's designed, you're playing it like a live service game. I think re-rolling twice a week is perfectly fine. It cannot be cheap and easy it needs to be meaningful when you're at level 100 when you're in the end game when you're playing that much that kind of a decision needs to require a little bit of work and commitment so that you really think about the choice you're not trying on a pair of sneakers at the store where you're like red no blue no brown no green no your shoe 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 you're just constantly changing the shoes it's like no this is a meaningful choice you can't just keep doing this. It needs to be something that's thought about and combed over and considered so that when you do it, you're not just going to immediately throw the build over your shoulder and be like, yeah, I didn't like that one. No, it needs to be more about the, the research and the looting and the investment. You need to be attached to your build and your character. That's what keeps people coming back. Like, as far as like the psychological tethers to investment, one of the things that people do in games now is they become attached to the game because of the sense of progress. You play a silly candy crush game on your phone. There are, uh, there are levels that you get. There are pathways that you earn. And that gives you this sense of attachment. You're, you're attached to the game in a, in a particular way. And one of the things I think about the way that people get attached to games like this is they get attached to their character and their build. What's good, Sweat? Good to see you. And I think when you get attached to that and you're going to keep coming back and playing, if you turn your build into sort of a disposable, ever-changing, press-of-a-button respec, I think that that erodes your attachments to the character. The character is no longer a character. The character is a means to an end. You're just you're just using the character on the screen as a means to an end. I'm just going to change these stat numbers. I'm just going to change this gear. You're, you're eroding attachments in my mind. Like if you, I, it would not surprise me at all if this done properly creates stronger pathways of attachment in a person's brain because of the time that it takes to get there, earn it, and make those adjustments. It's not something that's done willy nilly. If the loot chase is the end game, why any need to add cost to respect? I have to agree with Eugene. It seems needless grind. It's not a needless grind if it adds impact to your choices and it makes you second guess changing what your build is. Changing what loot matters to you. The character shouldn't become a stat sheet. That's yeah, that's exactly right. Yes, that's saying it another way. You're just turning the character into a stat sheet. There's no attachment to the character. They're, you know, they're they're never they're never rotating, you know, 
a gondola of specs and gear. There's nothing's ever staying the same. It needs to feel like a, a meaningful choice. When I did that in Elden Ring, it was meaningful. We went and we got these particular swords, and then we went and got the thing, and we went and talked to the lady, and we respect. I didn't just go into a menu and do it. That happened all the time in Elden Ring, by the way. That happened all the time in Elden Ring. I'd see new loot, I'd see new weapon types, and think, hmm, that might be fun to spec into, but I couldn't do it right then and there. It was going to take a bunch of time. It was going to take a bunch of investment and 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 maybe even some research. What you're saying is respec shouldn't use a game pass model. I'm just saying what they're saying. Respecking should require investment. It shouldn't be easy. I'm not saying no to it. I'm saying it should require investment. Diablo interview with Wowhead. They're talking about mechanics and identity. And oh, is this the one with IGN? I think this is I think the gamer was pulling from the same article. Or the same interview, I believe. It was it was a while ago there. Is this a, is this a newer interview? This is 29 days ago. Oh, this is the thing that Bellular was reading through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is good. This is good stuff here. Um Class design and unique class mechanics. Class exclusive mechanics appear to be very compelling during design, especially in group play. The team wants classes to shine in their own way, increasing the number of choices and ways to customize your character. Uh, They mentioned Necromancer's Book of the Dead class mechanic as a prime example. It offers all type of Necromancer players uh, a way to play the class, no matter if they want to play with a lot of minions or with singular powerful golem or with no minions and in the form of dark spellcaster archetype. According to Ferguson, adding depth without adding too much complexity was the main design intention of Diablo 4's unique class mechanics. They're designed to offer players more ways to dive into class fantasy without overwhelming them. Uh, and then, so here's skill tree and iteration. Um, Skill tree and iteration. Let me let me do this. Let's do this uh, like that, and then let's do this. There we go. Get the scene set here to scroll through some of this. So Diablo Four skill tree system has changed dramatically over time. According to Ferguson, the current iteration is the fourth iteration since Alpha. Iterating skill tree design was possible thanks to extensive feedback by players and fans over the years. What's good, Abe? Uh, quote, providing opportunity and choice while not overwhelming players is the main goal while designing the skill tree and Paragon system. Players should not ask themselves where to start when looking at these systems. According to Ferguson, Diablo 4 characters should feel customizable and unique without too much complexity. They don't want Diablo 4 to become a game where players have to visit a website and study somebody else's build just because making your build is so complicated. Players being able to theorycraft their own builds is very important to the team. Um, and he mentions the richness of progression in Diablo 2's character progression. Feels that since progression is present in Diablo 4. Here we go. Respecking. All right. 
Players can spend gold to respec point by point within their skill tree. In the beginning, respecking is very cheap. As your build progresses, respecking single points becomes more expensive, but still stays affordable, especially in the later stages of character progression. In fact, like in Diablo 2, certain abilities can also appear as modifiers on items or uh, and add an additional way to try out abilities you'd not be able to choose in the skill tree otherwise. Builds in Diablo 3 are mostly defined by items and set bonuses. In Diablo 4, character progression will be tied more to characters directly through the skill tree system. See what the, 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 this is a this is a good departure in my mind. You're building a character. You're not just throwing on a bunch of items with set bonuses and then respecking around those set bonuses. You're building your character. Th- this is this is exactly what I was talking about. That, however, also means that quickly trying out a whole new build on your current character could be problematic due to respec costs. The more you level up your character and your build, the more you should become attached to it. That doesn't sound like a looter, then? Well, but no, 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 no. I think this is an expansion of an idea of what a looter can be. I do think... One of the things we've always talked about with loot-based games is what? There's there's the best gun, the best set, and the best build, and everybody goes and gets it. That's not going to be the case here if you are going for a current a, a, a certain build. And that build can utilize this 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 and this and all these different items. And you go out and you get all these items. And then you try to get better versions of all those items. Maybe you try to re-roll and refine some of those items. That's making loot way more valuable. As opposed to being like, just wait for the community to sink their teeth into it. And in two weeks, you know what Reddit's going to have? A list of all the best armor sets, a list of all the best gear, and then that's all you use. That's it. That's all you need. This sounds like an evolution and an expansion on the idea of how do you create a looter where it the loot table's not whittled down to a tiny pyramid at the top where it's like, this is everything that matters, the rest of the loot table doesn't matter. This is always a challenge. This is always a challenge in in looters it's always going to be a challenge in looters anybody making a loot based game right now should be thinking through this once you get to the end game as a barbarian there's going to be loot table items for the barbarian that are the best there's going to be an armor set that's the best now maybe you've got two or three so maybe there's an armor set with set bonuses that's perfect if you go into single axe and maybe there's one that's really good for greatsword I'm just making this up by the way so you end up with just like sort of these these silos that you just place yourself into so you and your buddy are playing a barbarian and you both look almost indistinguishable from each other because you went to a guide you found the video the community found out this is the best way to do it you just grab this set and it gives you all these amazing set bonuses and you respec around that set bonus It will turn a huge group of players off from ever trying different builds. Yes and no. Yes and no, because I think 
if you're spending that much time investing in and spending the time building and theory crafting your own build you're going to have a lot more ownership of it so you might be less likely to just build hop which there's good and bad there there's good and bad it's like well i i would love to build hop and try a bunch of different builds but it's just too expensive or it takes too long but it could also mean my character is way more meaningful to me now i'm way more likely to come back and play a season and continue to grind and continue to get stuff for a character that i'm extremely attached to <clears throat> the real question becomes how much time until I can spec correctly and win the game maybe I'm confused why wouldn't that be the case with this won't they just spend the gold to respect to that theoretical reddit list no no listen to what they said here this I think this sentence is probably one of the most important sentences that I've read about Diablo 4 Builds in Diablo 3 are mostly defined by items and set bonuses. In Diablo 4, character progression will be tied more to characters directly through the skill tree system. So what they did with Diablo 3 was brilliant. Every season, there's sets and set bonuses and new stuff to go get and go try and everybody goes and chases it. They're not wanting to build something that is that unidimensional. They want Diablo 4 to go the distance, to go 10 years, and not just be, hey guys, it's season 7, here's all the new sets and set bonuses for all the characters and classes, and guess what? Everybody's chasing the same dadgum thing, and everybody looks the same by the end of that season. That's not what they're going for. They're going for more of a character progression, build progression system, where you're crafting your own build. I mean, look at this freaking picture. For crying out loud okay you are building something that is more akin to set pieces that you're putting together and then those set pieces become the sifting bowl for loot so not everybody looks the same not everybody's chasing the exact same build now listen it's unavoidable i think it's just a mathematical reality that at some point somebody's gonna say this is the best barbarian build this is the best build for the, the, the necromancer and you're going to do it. You're going to find that guide and you're going to go chase that loot and you're going to go do all those things. Um, Neo's easily the best looter of all time in my opinion. The game encourages players to build around their playstyle and player skills and not around character respec or gear grind. Sure, but there's still optimal gear. There's always an aspect of min-maxing where people will devote hours of grinding for that perfect piece of gear to give them optimal damage. Yo, nice, Zubair. Glad you got your glasses. I love their packaging, by the way. Gamer Advantage is great, great packaging. Guys, don't forget, if you're watching the VOD or you're here right now, use the glasses command, or when you go to GamerAdvantage.com, just use code LONO. It's a great way to celebrate being back with them. It's also a great way to support me and get a discount and get yourself some nice glasses. This is, I'm not kidding you. I'm not kidding you. This is one of the reasons that I like them so much. You just, you take these with you, throw them in your pocket, and you always have those nice clip-on uh, sunglasses. Um, mm, mm, okay. 
I feel you'd have to ditch sets. Sets literally set the meta. The best in-slot gear exists because it gives you the most damage. That comes from set bonuses. That's what has to change. Graydon, that's why I think that this sentence is so important. It's so important to get away from that. Like, in Diablo 3, the build centers around the items and the set bonuses. You get the set, you get the set bonuses, and you just go respec around that build. There's nothing personal about that at all. Everybody's doing the same thing at that point. Everybody's running around with that set, that set bonus, and we've all looked at the same wiki guide and respect around it. Instead of building a character around how you want to play, and you create all these progression arcs in the tree, and then that becomes, what do I need to get for this build that I've made? Now I'm going to go chase loot. This build is perfect for axes with dot damage and armor with rebound reflection. I'm just making stuff up, by the way. I'm confused about what respects everyone's talking about in D3. Aside from changing skills, the only thing you can respec is Paragon. And once you get high enough, it's just uh, vitality and primary skill. Right, that's the point, Vengeance, is... This right here, that's the other thing people are missing. You can't see, this is a giant departure from what you do in Diablo 3. This necessitates them handling everything differently. You can't just let somebody respect this anytime they want for zero dollars. You, you, you can't let somebody just constantly come in here and be like, no, I'm shuffling everything around. I want to change my build. I got a set bonus. I got an armor set or whatever. This isn't in Diablo 3. So to come to Diablo 4 and be like, no, no, it needs to be like that, it needs to be centered around the loot, it needs to be centered around set bonuses, and I need to always be able to change my stuff, you're you're asking the game to not evolve. Who said freely at any, uh, all the time at any time? You said that it should be practically free, that's essentially any time you want. You, you said that it should practically be free, Eugene. The, what started this whole debate was you're like, it should be practically free. I should just be able to go in and do it. And then you reference games that charge you nothing to do it. I don't know how I was supposed to conclude anything other than those arguing for respecking want it to be a very easy and free choice. They're referencing games where that's basically the case. You just go in and, and then you're done. And then you're done. I say it should be free all time, anytime. Yeah, K. Billy said it. A handful of people here this morning have said, yeah, it should just be free all the time. Just let me do it. And when you look at this picture, I, I th- this, this is a new way forward. They're not building a system where you can just go in, shuffle a couple of things around, and then, oh, I've got this new build now. I've, I've got this new armor set. I don't think they're building a game like that. We also have to have some level of trust. What's good, Sorcerer? We have to have some level of trust here that they're trying to build something that will last for years to come. And what they ultimately did in Diablo 3 taught them a ton of lessons. Like, a ton of lessons. If I get a good drop and I'm well into experimenting with builds centered around my drops, it'll deter me from experimenting any further but you have to argue which is most important creating value within the loot table that drives your loot pursuance or experimentation like which is more valuable I 
I only brought up other games when it was suggested gear grind would be diminished. Yeah, and gear grind is diminished in those games. Always has been. Always will be. Don't tell me that people... Like, I, I'm, I know for a fact that that's all people do in those games still to this day. They chase the god roll of whatever gun and then that's all that matters. That it's always going to be that way in games with loot tables and perk systems that are that simplistic. You're always going to be chasing the same basic things because that's the tip of the pyramid. That's the tippity top of the loot pool. It happens in Borderlands. I mean, it happens in any game with a loot table. Uh, respec should be a mechanic that requires you to use resources similar to Borderlands. The more you respec into something, the higher the cost of the respec. You shouldn't be able to experiment with everything. No point in that. It's simple. Different people value different aspects of a game, and they didn't want to cater to only people valuing how D3 works again. That's exactly right. Like, I think they looked at Diablo 3 and they learned really valuable lessons. They're like, listen, if Diablo 4 is going to go the distance, we can't be centering everything around, like, loot sets. Because then people get the loot sets and then that's the end of it. There's no attachment to the character. The character is literally just a mannequin, just a dummy that they're throwing loot sets on. So that's an over-realized value on the loot. Does there need to be value on the loot? Yes, of course there does. But if you overemphasize the value of the loot, then the loot becomes all that matters. And if all that matters is going and getting the best loot, then that just shrinks the value of the game. Why aren't you running this activity or that activity or that activity? Why aren't you using all this other stuff in the game? Because none of that stuff says good. This is the best set, and this is where you get it. Like that, And then you just, you just shrink down... The, the, the player experience and the player results. My point from the beginning is that the character respect should be semi-free and loot re-rolling shouldn't. That's backwards to me. I don't think they said that re-rolling loot would, would be free. I think they wanted that to be one of the more primary drivers. We're just coming at it from opposite ends of the spectrum. You've got your character built. You've got your character structured in a way that when you find a piece of loot you re-roll one aspect of it to make it fit like a like a like a puzzle piece onto your character the other way that people have traditionally been doing it is oh this is the best set this is the best armor set i'm going to go get that and then i'm going to respect my character around the armor set they're reversing that they're saying no your character is going to be the primary thing that di- that dictates what you're using or looking for. Rerolling loot is always free. You put it in your stash and you can put it wherever you want. Is this game good for new players? I don't know. It's not out yet. Want to be easy to just have your buddy power level a new character and then you can just spec it how you want? We have no idea how the leveling will work. A lot of the times they put in things to keep you from just speed leveling. Will there be any limits on how many tunes you can have? Probably not. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they usually limit that kind of a thing. Someone like me in Diablo 3 who is gold or resource rich will probably never be affected, but for someone who doesn't play thousands of hours, this will be a turnoff. My daughter is casual and is always poor in Diablo 3. Right, but you're describing someone who probably fundamentally doesn't matter to their metrics, and let me explain why. You're describing somebody who will apparently get all the way to the end game 
and apparently be so in tune to the game's systems that they're going to want to respec. I think you're describing somebody who is either incredibly rare or they're just playing kind of like a dum-dum. If you get all the way to the end game and you have no idea what kind of a character you wanted to build and you're level 100, then I don't know what in the frick you were doing while you were playing. The point is, by the time you get to the end game, you should have some centrality, some approximation of the character that you're building. And if you want to make minor changes, fine. But then it's time for you to go get loot for the character that you've built. The loot's value is intrinsically linked then to the build that you've come up with. Instead of the loot just having an impersonal value of that's the best gear set, just go get that. And then respec around it. It's about engagement. You don't think this turns people away? I think the number of people that it turns away, like I said to you, I don't think they're the commonality. You're describing a player that doesn't make any sense to me, K-Billy. You're describing a character that got all the way to the end game and apparently they don't like the build that they've come up with, so I don't know what they were doing all along the way. They apparently are so engaged and they care so much about their build and yet they're not playing enough to have gold to change their build in an empowered way. So they got all the way to the end game, didn't really know the character they wanted to build, they're at level 100, and they care so much about that and yet they don't play enough to have the gold to do it. You're describing, I just, I feel like you're describing somebody who doesn't exist. Anybody who gets to that stage of the game will have made adjustments along the way and probably be very satisfied with their character and guess what they can focus on go and get loot for the build you came up with instead of well no go and get this particular drop and then respect your character in relation to the drop if you're a build maker theory crafter uh, I have to imagine this sounds like a turn off I don't think so. No, because it's not about respecting around gear. Like it's a different system. Since we're not respect they they built a different system. So instead of you getting an amazing uh an um, instead of you getting an amazing piece of gear and then centering everything around that, that's not the way they're approaching this system. So you can't come at it with that expectation of well, I mean, I need to be able to just try out stuff pretty freely. You know, right, once a day, I should be able to just completely respect my character. The people it turns away aren't invested enough to stay long anyway. Don't care about those people, nor should the devs. How will I know where I want to take my character if it costs more and more to experiment? This increases each time. Can't be super expensive. Well, look at this, though, Sigmund. By the time you get to the end game, you're not going to... This isn't some dartboard you're throwing at, like, with a blindfold on. It's... You're not filling this out for 100 levels, like, blindly. Like, you see the stats over here? 216, 216, willpower 63, dexterity. You didn't get to these stats, like, by accident. You understand what I'm saying? It's it's not it's not as it's not as if you just suddenly arrive. Actually, this is the skill tree. Hang on, hang on. This is the skill tree. That was the Paragon system. So, look at it. Look at it this way. 
if 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 you're going to do skill assignments here, and look, you, it looks like you've got like you know I don't know like five arching paths from whatever this is here, and you go heavy on the left, you're you're all the way over here, okay? You're not gonna get to level 100 and be like, well, I've just completely ruined my character. I'd much rather be over here. No, you'll figure that out fairly early on, which means when it's affordable you'll do all that experimentation you got a hundred levels before according to this before it gets expensive you got a hundred levels once you're level 100 once you're in the end game that's when it becomes more costly to respec i i who's getting there and is like i just completely ruined my character who's doing that that's so much playtime. That along the that's so much investment and experimentation along the way. I've seen many a player in Path of Exile get to the 80s and 90s and have to start a new character because they just didn't like how the character came out. It happens. It's a real thing. And the beauty of this game is, Kage, that you don't. You, that's not true. You don't have to start over in this game. They're saying it'll require significant investment, but you'll be able to. You'll be able to respec your character if you want. So if you somehow get all the way to the end game of Diablo 4 and you're like, I blew it, I completely blew it, this character is awful, okay, it, you, you got all the way there, you probably have enough gold amassed to do one respec, and then if you want to do more, well, keep playing and get more gold again. Like, you, if again, getting all the way to the end game and being like, I don't know what I did... Like, okay, that could happen to some people. I'll grant that point. I don't think that's going to be a lot of people. But even those people will be able to respect. They're not saying no. They're just saying it's going to take some investment. They're trying to avoid extremes. I think that's the issue here is there's two extremes that they're trying to avoid. Everybody respecting like it doesn't matter and nobody being able to respect at all. The problem with looters is that the character skills are always imbalanced towards certain playstyles. It encourages people to pursue that build, the build that does the most damage. Maybe. Maybe. That's not true in, in games where you need a healer. That's not true in games where you need somebody that's giving support. If, if you create a game where a bunch of people are out in some field fighting some big boss, and buddy, it's super helpful to have somebody healing, like... I don't know, in New World. I wasn't doing tons of damage in New World. I completely specced my character around keeping my team healthy. And it, and I had guys that were really, really specced around tanking damage to draw aggro. And then I had guys really, really specced around damage. If we all went in... I remember the one time we went in and we didn't have a DPS guy and it took a long time and we beat the boss, but it took a long time. We felt that deficit in our team composition. So I, I don't agree with what you're saying. What you're saying is reductionist and it's demonstrably not true in games that have builds where it's great to have a healer with you. It's great to have a support person with you. True, uh, but true is in ARPGs, looter shooters like Borderlands, all people care about is DPS. Question about the glasses. Can anyone vouch for the difference between the res me focus and the res me sleep? I've not used I don't is that are there different lens types is that what the, is that what you're describing 
don't look at reddit posts and youtube videos about builds and all that and then boom like magic you can just enjoy the game your way and not have to worry about all that um this is why i like eso every build is valuable yeah eso is another example of a game where not everybody's centering themselves around dps if you guys are just tuning in we are discussing the latest diablo 4 leaks there were some diablo 4 new leaks that came out and we're breaking them down and one of the things that we're discussing right now is the respecking they're not going to make respecking like super duper easy it's going to require investment and we're debating about that we're debating whether or not that's the right approach uh, because you know people get attached to uh, a character or not attached to a character they just want to change their character every other day or maybe they want to change their character every time they get really really new loot and so we're debating on whether or not it should be something that requires investment or should it be something you can do you know, easy, once a day, being I want to change my build. Telling people how they should be enjoying the game uh, is them enjoying it in their way. The irony in that statement is dripping. Well, I mean, I can see the irony in what he's saying, but I can also see some wisdom in it. Like, if we... I've been thinking about this a lot lately, and I believe the, the lack of enjoyment in games, the seeming... The seemingly like growing disenfranchised attitude from gamers. I believe it's multifaceted. And I do believe there are branches of the tree that have grown out of self-inflicted bad habits. Of the minute a game comes out, instead of just playing the game, they run to a Reddit post and a YouTube video and a wiki guide. Where do I go to get all the best stuff? What's the best build? They don't even play the game. The game becomes this cold exchange of I need the best, I need the fastest way, and it's and it's it's a mechanical and cold exchange. There's no more there's no more mystery. There's no more experimentation of well I tried this and didn't like it. I'm going to try something else. No, they just found a guide and they're like, this is what I'm going to use. I know that swords are a waste. I know that staffs are a waste because I read some guide that told me so. So I'm not saying it's not all, I'm not saying it's all self-inflicted, but I think some of this is self-inflicted. And so what he's saying, I think there is some wisdom to it. Like just, just play the game. Ignore the, ignore the guides, ignore the, the meta just just figure things out for yourself have some pride in your build the irony is saying that to give people the freedom to follow other people and their decisions and choices for their characters as enjoying it their way play the game for yourself do not follow others right and I think the pushback solemn would be somebody would say I have limited time and I would rather just follow a guide and just use that to enjoy myself rather than bumble around in the dark and not know what I'm doing I think it's both and. It's like, hey man, just enjoy the game. Don't go run into guides and YouTube videos day one. And somebody might push back and be like, listen man, I have limited time. And I want my barbarian 
to be dope. I want to be able to play with my boys, and I want to be good. I don't want to be slagging behind. So I use some guides and some and some some shortcuts to, to catch up with the boys. I, I don't think there's one way to enjoy a game. I don't. But I do think some people self-inflict their their lack of enjoyment by just optimizing the just the ever-loving hell out of the game. And then what's left is just a cold exchange with the game. They're not actually playing the game. They're using the game for some, I don't even know, dope dopamine hit? You know what I mean? I do think some people have gone too far down the optimization guide searching. They've gone too far. That doesn't mean everybody that does that is going too far. Everyone's a little bit different. Everybody has a different situation. Remember, you can respec point by point, branch by branch. You don't have to do a full respec on every point of the tree, says Paul. Right. Like, you need to remember when you're looking at this, you may only want to need, you may only want to respec like one or two things, and you can do that. You can individually respec, and it's, you know, it's gold each time. They just said that the cost is going to go up the further in the game that you get. I think the best thing I ever did was going in blind into Ragnarok. I played, uh, played mine and I ended up enjoying it a lot more I used to blame my lack of enjoyment for me getting older yeah one of the reasons I felt like Ragnarok's ending didn't land very strongly on me is because I I watched a bunch of reviews and I watched Skillup's review and I thought there was going to be this massive monumental moment at the end and you know it felt a little safe it was a good ending it was a good story but hearing things beforehand affected what I went in expecting People are addicted to these online guides and video guides for these games, and I feel like devs should make it harder to do that. People need to find a way to enjoy it uh, in the way they play and improve through their own efforts. I mean, I don't necessarily think that there is an imperative on people to play in a particular way. I do think people should consider and reflect on the idea maybe their approach to games is part of why they don't enjoy them. Does that make sense? I'm not saying a guide or a wiki or a YouTube video is going to ruin your experience. I'm not saying that. That's too extreme. But I am saying reflect on and consider whether or not when you dive into a game like this are you optimizing the fun right out of the room and it's a mechanical exchange of yeah, I read a guide, and this is all I'm going to do with my character. I'm going to check all these boxes. At that point, you might as well, like, why don't you just program a computer to play the the game for you at that point? Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not saying everybody that does it is that extreme, but there are some times it feels that way. It's like, you didn't even play the game. I mean, you might as well just hand the controller to somebody else at that point. I fall into the limited time camp. For sure, I think there's plenty of people that fall into that camp. And I do think there's a delicate balance, Revive Farmer. There's a delicate balance for trying to let people come play your game on their terms and with their amount of time and not creating systems to stop the extreme fringe players, right? The guys that play for 10 hours a day, 7 days a week, and they've got eight characters maxed by the end of the month, you know, trying to slow them down and legislate to that player, well, what you can end up doing is you can hurt the, the, the more mid-lane, more casual player. So the systems need to be put into a, a way where, and I feel like the way they've talked about this makes the most sense, 
as you progress, the farther you get in the game, the more expensive things get. Because ideally, those would be your more committed players hanging out at those thresholds. And so it wouldn't hurt them. It would just create good structure and rhythm so that there is a, a, a slight pain, a slight twinge of pain when they go to respec. It needs to feel like a choice, like a meaningful choice. It doesn't need to be uh, a, a magic wand they can wave 18 times a day. What you're saying about seeing reviews and having an impact the way you saw the game ending is exactly why I don't look at reviews for games. Well, I think you can look at reviews for games and not read the details, Corey. Like, I, I think you can go and look at, if like, for an example, like with Callisto Protocol, you could go to Metacritic and you could and you could see the scores and you could go to Steam and you could be like, this is a risk. I'm taking a risk if I buy this game for my PC. It apparently is having performance problems and apparently the combat is it's hit or miss. No pun intended. And I think that you would be able to do that and not have any spoilers. I'm catching a lot of heat for my comment on your Callisto Protocol short. Look, if there's one thing I've learned about people who are fans of Dead Space or Callisto Protocol, they are they are ironically fragile babies. They are fragile babies. Like, they can't conceive of somebody looking at a trailer and being like, this doesn't look very good. This looks bad. They're all coming unhinged. They literally brigaded against my Dead Space short. They mass reported it a second time. And, and this time they won. And it's fair because the screenshot is from a trailer that's age restricted. Like, if you go try to watch the Dead Space remake trailer, it's age restricted. Like, you have to log in. And so it's a fair judgment. But the only reason it happened a second time is they're just mass reporting it because they're just a bunch of butthurt, whiny fans who are like, someone doesn't automatically like this game because of some comparison screenshots, and they've just brigaded against the video like crazy. It doesn't matter. It, it's 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 not a it's not a monetized video. Shorts aren't monetized right now, so they've achieved nothing other than looking like a bunch of petulant children. Someone called me a hypocrite. Because I played the game instead of how bad it was. Yeah, I thought that... Didn't they accuse you of not playing Dark Star? And you were like, I've I've played it X number of hours. Yeah. They just, I'm, it's, I'm telling you, fandom is dangerous. Fandom is incredibly dangerous. If there's one thing I've learned from covering video games, there are people who become fans of something to the point that they become a monster. And anybody who doesn't like the game or criticizes the game, they get eviscerated. It's it, it, this happens with Star Wars. This happens with video games. Fandom is it's it's like a razor's edge. You tip over so quickly into being just a toxic idiot. Like what the frick? It's just a video game. Like me saying it doesn't look good. It's like I didn't insult your your creed, your race, or your religion? I just said that I don't think it looks very good. (laughs) You know what I mean? Fan is short for fanatic for a reason. Right. And I think that relates to Diablo. The Diablo franchise, I mean, this is a tall order right now, what they're attempting to do. They're attempting to launch Diablo 4 Apparently, we're going to hear this week at the Game Awards the Diablo 4 release date as well as information about the Diablo 4 open beta. That's happening this week at the Game Awards. And I'm telling you what, it's got to be pretty scary. 
given how long it's been out and how crazy the fans can get. How many people will look at Callisto Protocol, Metascore, or the Steam reviews and conclude the game is trash? Can't tell you the number of times the community says the game is trash and I loved it. I would just think that you're in a rare category then. Like if I see somebody if I see something getting a 29% on Steam for performance issues, you that's a risky purchase. Like and I didn't say that you would read those reviews and conclude to not buy it. I said you would know you're taking a risk. This thing might run like garbage. You know, at least you're informed and you're not getting sucker punched by stutters and black screens and freezes. You know what I mean? I enjoy the game, actually. I, I'm not telling people what they should or shouldn't enjoy. I'm not. Callisto's pulling back on Steam with new reviews after the patch. I'm sure it is because they the people literally couldn't play. So they're immediately going to go and they're going to bomb it. They're like, what the frick? I can't even play. They're going to ask for refunds. So yeah, it's at a 75% now, which that's where it's going to land. It's a seven, it's a seven out of 10 game. It is seven out of 10 game. I I'm, I'm on a do not recommend with that game. I don't, I don't think it's good. And I think a seven out of 10 from them and what they promised is not where it should have landed. It'd be an eight and a half. It should be an eight and a half or a nine. It should have been a masterpiece and it's not. We had people playing through Cyberpunk with no issues. Critique opinions are just that. Opinions. Right. I wish people would learn the difference between criticism and dislike. I've liked many trash games and hated polished experiences. It's up to the individual. Sure, my point is not read game reviews and read them as gospel and do what they say. Just be an informed consumer. If you buy a game that's getting 7 out of 10 pretty consistently like I read a review that gave it a 79% and they were not giving glowing praise to it okay well now I know this thing might be sort of mediocre it's not going to be a very strong title even the people praising it aren't glowing about it they're like "Eh, it's okay it's fine right so a 7 out of 10 is do not recommend 8 out of 9 is a masterpiece Seems like the ratings need some adjusting. No, 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 no. I'm not saying that I would give it a 7 out of 10. That's not what I was saying. I was saying it's getting a 7 out of 10 virtually everywhere, which is to be expected because you've got people that are like, this is amazing and I love it. And then you have the people that are like, no, it's not so hot. And so it's landing on a 7. My take is very different. I I don't think it's a 7. I think it's sloppy... In a, in bad innovative garbage I do I think their innovation I think their innovative choices are were, were stupid I think their design scheme and their combat scheme is stupid they're just it's all been so poorly put together and I, it's there's there's so much about it that's wrong I, I can't even recommend people buy it I'm not gonna be like it's a one it's a two but like I don't know. What are you rating it out of 10? I don't know, a 4 or a 5? Like, I feel like it's fair to me to give it a 5 out of 10 and be like, some of y'all are going to play this and think this is amazing. The rest of y'all are going to play this and be like, what the frick am I playing? It's it's it, There's no in-between, which is why I don't recommend it. It's like, don't get it. 
unless you're one of those people that like you're super confident you're going to enjoy it they innovated on all of the wrong things all the wrong things it's the, the, the combat and the, and the and the control scheme alone is one of the stupidest things I think I've ever seen a company do I give it a 4.99 repeating Like, good for them. They got out that patch really, really quickly, so it's not getting demolished on Steam anymore. Like, I'd rather see a game reviewed for its quality as far as the game itself goes and not be like, oh my gosh, it's getting trashed because of frame hitches. You know what I mean? I could not recommend it at 70. Yeah, I feel like it's a $50 game, maybe. $40 or $50 game. It's short, it's linear, it's basic, it's simplistic, it's repetitive, and they innovated on all the wrong things. Nobody should be buying that game for $70. That's another reason why I can't recommend it. It's like, no, don't buy this. This is not a $70 AAA next-gen experience. It isn't. It's Bush League. It's mid. Any game you recommend until Christmas? Thought about Midnight Suns, but the reviews feel mixed. Not sure I want to play 80 for it. I mean, Evil West seemed to fare pretty good as like a fun foray, especially if you want to play online with somebody, you know, and and have some fun co-op. I don't know. Um, Ragnarok obviously just came out. Everybody seems to love that one. I loved it. You know. Oof. To bring it back to Diablo, I we're I I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to cover Callisto again. I might react to some Callisto content, um, which we, I I haven't done this yet. I was supposed to publish an update on the reaction channel, and I haven't done this because I was busy all weekend with trying to put up Christmas decorations and trying to get ready for a, a short trip that we're taking. That's just adding a lot of stress. So I just didn't have time to do much work over the weekend. I did some work for the Lego channel. And then did some work for my channel with Andrew. And then that was all I got done. Um, But since YouTube is now empowering us to do live content, upload content, and shorts all on the same channel. And we're seeing great success by doing live and short. We feel like the solution to this channel getting regular uploads is the reaction content. So we don't think there's a need now to have a separate channel for reactions. The only reason we did that was because uploads and live content just didn't seem to be able to coexist. It was like, we can't do both. One seems to hurt the other. Well, YouTube has resolved that. So the reaction content's going to come home. So the upload content on this channel will no longer be like highlights that you're like, well, I already saw this. We got great response to my reaction content on a fairly small channel, so we feel like that could be very helpful to what we're trying to do here. So, we don't know what we're going to use the reaction channel for going forward. So, uh, are we going to watch this gameplay? What gameplay? What are you talking about? My point is that I would rather not take anyone else's opinion into playing a game. I think I enjoy games more because I'm able to form my own opinion without having the praise or criticism in my mind. I mean, I do think having information in your head ahead of time will always create slants, biases, and expectations that can either help or hinder your experience. So everybody has to adjust and say, how much do I want to know before going in, right? Is it buggy and and glitch-riddled? No? Okay, I'm diving in. Like, that's that's like your threshold. You're like, you know... 
Is it awful? Is it is it broken? No? Okay, I'm jumping in. I'll decide for myself. Like, you know, like, there are people that do that. They're like, I just want to make sure it's not broken. You, you've done enough research. You've watched enough blog or read enough blogs and watched enough videos. You're like, I know I'm going to like this game. Diablo 4 is a tough one. The initial cinematic promo made the game look great and the series getting back to its roots, but it's so make or break for Diablo now uh, and leaks only make it more worrying. What leaks have you worried? Someone please let me know if they know a double A or triple A game that has worse dodging system than Callisto Protocol because I'm genuinely curious. I would honestly be surprised if there was. When is your trip? Are you covering the awards? I can't cover the awards, no. I'm flying out on Thursday. I thought when we booked, we booked at the right time because I thought Keeley was going to shoot for the middle of December. I didn't think he was going to shoot for the first week of December. I, it was a gut instinct decision. It was also based on airline ticket prices. They're really cheap this week and then the rest of the month they're really expensive. So, I can't cover it. I'm really bummed that I can't cover it with you guys. Nothing I can do. You know, unless something happens that prevents us from traveling, which I don't see that happening, I won't be able. Yeah, the awards, the game awards are Thursday night. I'll be gone Thursday, Friday this week, and then next week I'll be gone Monday, Tuesday. So it's a much shorter trip this time. I don't understand what everyone's problem is with the dodging in Callisto. It really, it's really easy. I don't know if we're all playing the same game. I, like, I, I don't, again, I don't want to debate Callisto in a Diablo 4 stream. I don't. I The, the dodging system is... It just doesn't make any sense from a design perspective. Um, I think someone like Skill Up, who offers more along the lines of a breakdown and not simply a review of a game, is the most beneficial to those who want to know if a game is worth the purchase. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, again, if you if like with Diablo Four, let's just talk about Diablo Four. There was a Diablo Four alpha that people reacted to. And they were basically saying that Diablo 4 Endgame is really good. People were like, I played every day, you know, X number of hours. I had a blast. And then there were other people that were like, it's boring. It was pretty extreme. It was pretty divided. Now, one of the things that Force Gaming touched on was he was like, it sounds like there's just not enough variety. And he compared it to Lost Ark. Now, he was fair and he was like, look, Lost Ark had a huge advantage. Lost Ark had four years of content that they could bring to the West when they launched the game and have a much faster content rhythm. And, you know, they've got like eight endgame activities while Diablo 4 has four, no pun intended. Right? And so, I, you know, if you're looking at Diablo 4 endgame and you're like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to want to live in there for very long because there's only four activities... My idea of a good endgame is you have to have a good foundation that you can build upon. And I think the broader the foundation, the harder it is to build upon it. So if imagine if instead of having four endgame activities, they had eight. I think that foundation is harder to build on. I do. I think it's easier to build on a foundation that starts out more like, I don't want to use the word meager. We'll say more conservative. It's like, these are the four things. They're polished. They're good. They're contained. They give you stuff to do, right? They give you stuff to do. And then they can build on that or expand it as they get player feedback. I agree with Asmund that they should add the Adventures Journal from Lost Ark to Diablo 4. That has me worried. Diablo 4 has to be critical success, in my opinion. Immortal was such a flop. 
Uh, it has put so much pressure on four, needing it to do well. Uh, it's like a last chance. I don't think Immortal flopped though. I feel like Immortal's doing fine. You can do shorts of the awards while you're gone. I probably will. I probably will. I'll do some shorts and some reactions. I don't think Diablo Immortal was a flop at all. I think it's, I think it's doing exactly what they wanted it to do. It's flourishing in the mobile environment and probably printing money. If I see more micros like Immortal than any gameplay, we covered that in a previous stream. I don't think there's going to be monetization in this close to Immortal at all. You know what I mean? Fields of Hatred should feature a few people running around and not be a ghost town from day one because everyone is doing something else. And see, Wild Dreams, you're getting it exactly why you can't have too much breadth. If you go too broad, then you're going to literally be John Travolta animated GIF. Like, where is everybody? Because everybody's doing something different. If you create four funnels of activity, the hope would be those activities are very full. One of the reasons people testing might not see the forest for the trees is because there's not as many people in the testing environment. So they're running around doing stuff and they're not having that emergent organic gameplay of I ran into some people or this thing happened here or oh yeah the open world random things can happen. Well that's not probably happening as often because it's a closed testing environment and there's less people playing. Immortal was a flop to Diablo fans in the west who expected Diablo 4 when Immortal was announced. But it's huge on the mobile market especially in the east. Yeah they're making tons of money. I'm honestly more hyped for Path of Exile 2 than Diablo 4, but I'll happily play both. Path of Exile is in just such a more depth... Oh, it has just more depth than Diablo. And the art style, graphics, camera, angle, and combat are similar. It seems people do have phones after all, right? Diablo Immortal before. Don't you guys have phones? Diablo Immortal now. Don't you guys have loans? That's a pretty good joke. Why are we comparing Immortal, a mobile game, to a AAA release? Well, I think it's just concerning. I I think it's understandable, Gale, for people to be like, look, man, you guys better not do the same thing Diablo 4 that you did to Immortal. By the way, if you guys enjoy these talk shows every day and you're new to the idea of membership on YouTube, that is how we get to do what we do, right? Is we we have a growing member base. It's why we say, hey, let's get 15 new members a day So consider clicking the join button or consider paying it forward and gifting some members to some other people. We'll be doing a mean comments uh, segment today with members. Mean comment Monday. Um, I don't have a second show for you today. I didn't see anything. And I'll be honest. My attitude about a second show lately is if there's not a strong impetus for it, I'm not doing it because it ends up just stretching me so far. And I got a lot of stuff I I can work on to get ready for this trip, like recording stuff for you guys while I'm gone. Um, now ordinarily, ordinarily what we would end up doing then is having an upload. I just didn't have time to record an upload for today and I just didn't see anything worthy of a second show. Uh, we may be talking Halo Infinites tomorrow. I saw something that might be fun for an opinion piece, but the, the lunch segment today with members will be mean comments. So make sure your membership's up and running or make sure and snag one if you don't have one. Should I jump straight into Diablo 4 or should I check out the previous games, uh, and which one... Should I play? Should I jump straight into Diablo 4? Should I check out the previous games? I mean, I actually think it would be good for you to play Diablo 3 and create a seasonal character. Or, honestly, just play through the play through the campaign and enjoy it. 
and then create a seasonal character and just experience the loot cycle and the content loop, you know? I'm there with concerns about Diablo 4, says Immortal Turtle, because of the because of Immortal. Two different companies, but the IP is the same, and that's where concerns come for for me. Well, for sure. I just feel at some point there's going to be pay to win in Diablo 4. The, the, we did a whole video on Diablo 4 pay to win. We did a whole video on Diablo 4 monetization and everything else. And the reason that I'm not concerned is the way that they talked about it. They very strongly pushed back on the notion of selling power. They pushed back on the notion of their different audiences. I feel like there was even a tweet where the one guy was like, they're just different audiences. Like, this isn't a mobile game, right? He was like, slightly, it was almost as if he was trying to say without saying, like, we're not making that one, bro. We're we're not making a mobile game. You know what I mean? Frickmas Rose, what's good, Vengeance? Yeah, thank you everybody who's got your Frickmas orders in. I'll have the bags on Wednesday. The new bags. It'd be fine to maybe watch a story video for three and play four fresh. Uh, it's very different. I mean, sure, they're going to be very different approaches to gameplay and the loot table and everything else. Overwatch uh, is a mobile nad scummy. Uh, monetizing. Hey, Arthur Torres jumped back in as a member plus. Guys, for a while there, we were saying there was going to be like a dividing line in the member pool. We're not doing that anymore. If you do a member plus or VIP, I'll be giving you guys some extra content, probably as uploads, maybe when I'm gone. But a member is a member, so you get into all the live streams. Thank you, Vengeance. Three more Frickmas bags, my man. So Every day when we do that member segment, you get in regardless of what tier level you're at. Even if you get a gifted, you get into everything. I think Blizzard learned their lesson with the auction house in Diablo 3. It'll set them back an entire year. Reaper and Loot 2.0 was how Diablo 3 should have shipped. And see, this is something that I think people forget. It took them like, what, 10 years to get the, the foundation like of what they have now? And I think they've learned so much on what do we need to build as far as like a scaffolding foundation goes like if there's a company that I trust to build an ongoing live service game it's the guys behind Diablo like if somebody right now is like alright I need you to pick a dev team and a company to build a really good ongoing loot based game I wouldn't even hesitate I'd be like give me everybody that helped build Diablo's 2.0 system I need everybody that's ever looked at any of the data on Diablo 3 and their seasonal model that's who I need because they've got the goods they know they know what to do I would pick them over anybody even when I was playing and covering Destiny I would have said that I'm like no these guys these guys have the goods get them so I have a lot of confidence in them that doesn't mean that they're going to nail it but I feel like they've got so much in their corner Diablo 3 was 2012 Reaper was 2014 
I'm talking about once they landed the live service plane and loot 2.0 and all of that. It wasn't two. It wasn't two years. And I don't think that's Diablo's release date, is it? Diablo three. Oh no, it was 2012. Yes, it was. When was Reaper and Loot 2.0? No, yeah, Reaper was two years later, but when did you do Loot 2.0 and Seasons? Season 1 was... No, yeah, Season 1 was in 2014. But they've refined it along the way. I don't think when Reaper landed and the Season 1 started, I don't think it was as polished as it is now. Do you know what I'm saying? Like I, I think it's it took him a while to get it right. I don't know if there's a particular year where that like it landed, but if you if you look at like 2012 to now, you have to you have to like say, hey, it's it's 10 years. You know what I'm saying? They, they've had 10 years to do all this and refine this and make changes and and make adjustments. It was... Oh, they did Loot 2.0 in two years later. Okay. I mean, so it took them two years to course correct on the loot table and deliver Reaper. And then it took them, you know, another eight years to get where they are now. Think about it. Think about it. The, The entire time this has been going on, they've got all that data. They have all that information. And all of that can help form the next game. All of it. I don't know why the article isn't loading. Discord's weird sometimes with embed. It it is. It it I don't know. They made a change a while ago and Discord like the gifts fail half the time, the embeds fail half the time. I don't know what they did. They might have been trying to protect people from scams and so maybe they're being a little bit more hesitant about embedding articles and stuff. I I truly don't know. But guys, let's see if we can hit the rest of this. Let's see who wants to step up. Uh, who wants to join? Who wants to become a member? I, I, f- I found what I thought were pretty funny. I think they're funny, mean comments. I tried to find funny ones. <laughs> Here's the wiki on Loot 2.0. Loot 2.0. Loot 2.0 is a term used to describe the loot system for Diablo 3 that was introduced in a pre-Reaper of Souls patch. It was coupled with the removal of the auction house. The system focuses on better loot drops, targeted loot drops, and giving players additional ways to customize their items. In a sense, it was replacing quantity with quality. Um, they changed the exclamation point to a forward slash. We'll take time for the world to catch up. Wait, what are you talking about? Um, first 18 minutes did that just get released today Mo we need a second we need a second show we need a second show Dead Space remake gameplay and we need to watch that I need a thumb and a write up it premieres in 25 minutes Dead Space has been so hot for us. We've got we've got to cover that. In a half an hour, yeah, I almost feel like 
I almost feel like we should do that before we go to members instead, right? We'll do members mean comments after because that that's literally going to be hot in 25 minutes. Anytime I've touched Dead Space, talked about Dead Space, or put out a short about Dead Space, oh my gosh, that audience is friggin' ravenous. We probably have, we probably have a write up on the channel we could use. I just need a thumb. Um. How do you freaking search? I'll just do it in the back end. Unfortunately, they hate you. Ah, who cares? People that watch shorts don't watch live anyway. Um. Hmm. Okay. Grab the thumb before. Yeah, I've got a write-up here. I have one we can use. Mm. I think what we'll do is we'll title it. What are they titling theirs? Dead Space first 18 minutes of gameplay. I feel like we should title it Dead Space Remake. New gameplay. Instead of just Dead Space Gameplay. Yo, 21 months from Train, and it's a VIP. Glad to be part of this community. Uh, Lona, have a great holiday season. Thank you. The Activision Park's responsible for the monetization of Immortal and Overwatch 2. Oh, yeah, and not Blizzard. What's good, uh, Fee Hicks? Blizzard, Blizzard's not a part of any of it. Blizzard's not a part of any of it. That's right. Um... In a in a video entitled. Up to now, up to now, I have felt this was going to, there we go. Okay, chat, we're having to do a quick course correction here for our second show. We are going to be doing a second show. We are going to be doing a special show, a second show, I mean. I was wondering when we were going to get new stuff from them. I was wondering. Because mm, boy, oh boy, I've got, I got cooked on that short. Do, 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 do. Uh, frick discord. Stop. Hmm. Um What did I not copy it? What is Discord doing? Dead space gameplay 
reaction. I hate to do this in a stream. Like, I know I'm not talking and it's hurting us, but like, we just have to be able to make these pivots sometimes. Appreciate the heads up, Mo. Okay. I got it typed up. Go prep in members. We don't have time. We don't have time. The, the, the video the video literally goes live in 20 minutes. We should probably literally schedule and redirect in the next like 5 or 10 minutes uh, if we can get a thumb made. It'll probably be a shorter stream. It'll be like an hour, hour and a half long and then we'll go to members. Um... Check out the first 18 minutes of Dead Space gameplay running in 4K 60fps on PC for a look at the EA Motive remake of the original 2008 horror classic. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's, it's right there in the description. Don't worry about it, get it done. Yeah, I've got it all scheduled. I just need a thumbnail. I, I, um, did Creature, are you able to make a thumb? I don't know what his, what his uh, schedule is today. Still no console specs. I think every dev company shoots themselves in the foot long term by accepting publishers. If their passion is really about the work they put out, their passion. Oh, you're working on it? Okay, cool, cool, cool. The passion is to be uninhibited. Yeah, I just think it's a catch 22, though, Solemn, because if you've got like really big passion and really big vision for your game, you need a ton of freaking money. Does that make sense? You need a ton of money, bro. <laughs> Where's the money going to come from? I tell you what, since we're going to have to schedule and redirect and not go to members until after this dead sp- this dead space thing, I'm going to take a quick break and use the restroom. I will be right back.
All right, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. How we looking? How we looking? We got 14 minutes. Don't uh don't write me off just yet for game awards coverage. <laughs> don't write me off just yet. That we uh yeah. I can't give you a firm no at this point. Naming it what? I already typed it up. I named it um Dead Space Remake New Gameplay. So you could probably just put new gameplay, I would think. No, no, no. We're, we're covering new gameplay. We're not going to just hate on this game. I, I've not been hating on the game. We watched footage that we're being told now is pre-alpha or early alpha footage. So, whatever. I just need a thumbnail that says new gameplay on it. That's all I need. So that we can, we, we, we want to be in the funnel in the next, in the next three minutes so we can have a ten minute build up. All right, I'm going to start copying the text over. And then just shoot me the thumb. Okay. Oh, I leaned just right. My back popped real good. Dead Space 2023. Gaming news. Monetization. Subscribers any duration. Public. Yo, Insomniac back with 15 months, and it's a VIP morning, Lono. Uh, since adding the alerts, have you seen an increase in people hitting the button? Yeah, it's slowed down today. We haven't hit the goal yet. Uh, we still have time for gifteds to pick it up or people to jump in on their own. The most encouraging thing was people started jumping in on their own more uh, than we've seen before, uh, and that's really encouraging. I, we, we don't want to foster a culture of, like, relying on gifted. It kind of needs to be two, like a two-pillar system. And I feel like last week we saw that. So thank you to everybody who did that and jumped in. As someone who doesn't have a lot of uh, free time to grind Diablo 4 when it comes out, what is your opinion on uh, if they nerfed your build after the hours you commit to it? Well, my understanding of the build system is they're not going to need to be like nerfing and buffing builds. Um, it's, it doesn't sound like that's going to be a, a potential risk or, 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 you know, situation. 
new gameplay. Thank you, creature. All right, let's get to it. Schedule, schedule, done. Yo, Akuta Pava with 15 months. 15 months as a VIP. Welcome back. All right, hang on. I got to get this thing pulled up so we can have it on screen. Okay. No, I don't want that. But I do want this. No. There. We ready. We ready, boys. Let me set up redirect and I'll get you guys a link. Eighteen minutes of two D sprites incoming. Diablo three has tons of powerful builds. They are constantly tuning them as well, so it shouldn't be a problem. Thank you for the ten dollar tip, Akuda Papa. There it is. There's a little alert for it. All right. All right. The link is in chat. If you don't want to ride redirect, then click that link because sometimes redirect doesn't work. Thanks so much for clicking on this video. If you're looking for Dead Space Remake new gameplay, you can see there it premieres in nine minutes. We're checking out the IGN video, the first 18 minutes of Dead Space gameplay. So if you want to skip ahead, do that. I have been critical of what we've seen up to now. I'm not like a hater or anything. That's not really my vibe. But we have been a little, I at least have been a little bit disappointed with what we've seen up to now. I am going to end my previous stream. We already did a talk show about Diablo 4 and the leaks and the potential release date. I'm going to end that stream and bring everybody over and we're going to take a look at this. Um, I have heard that what we've seen up to now has been 